What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a brand new episode for everybody. 101, starting 101 in here. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. Doing better uh, now that uh, we're getting close to the football season. Getting my uh, running through some mock drafts because <laughs> I got the uh, eighth pick in the draft. Who, who are you looking at right now at, at number eight? I, I just did a mock draft just a few seconds ago, but uh, <laughs> um, it was kind of bogus because I picked up Jefferson with the eighth pick. I don't think he'll go that far. So I'm kind of looking at uh, double wide receivers, uh, depending on um, who falls. I'm thinking maybe Jamar Chase, but he may go earlier. And then try to double back with uh, Stephon Diggs on the back end. But I have to wait and see how everything plays out. Because, I mean, there's uh, two guys picking behind me. So potential four players in my goal. So Diggs could be one of them. And then, like I said, Chase could come earlier. So it just depends on who's on the board. Also, it depends on which running backs on the board, too. So. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm guessing in our draft, at least, I think that it's going to go one, two in the running back department. But you never know. You know, you never know when someone's going to throw a wild card at you. I just did one today uh, where it went one, two, three running back. So we went uh, Caffrey, Taylor, Eckler, and then I, I grabbed Jefferson at four. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be uh, it all depends how the dominoes fall out. Taylor's probably going to go first. McCaffrey's going to be up there. And then um, you have to see who else is, uh, you know, between three and seven for me to see how the how the chips may fall. So, yep, yep, you're gonna be sitting there waiting. You're gonna you're gonna have uh, I think you're gonna have some options there. Oh yeah, but I like it because uh, on a, on a, on a double back down, I won't have to wait too long for uh, my second pick. So yeah, that's that's the nice part of the back end of the draft, especially a ten a ten ten uh, ten teamer. You know, yep. it goes quick, and at the back end, you usually get two pretty good players. Yep. And then uh, gonna keep my fingers crossed for the third pick for my third pick to see if uh, things plan out. So absolutely. And then it's and then it's a it's a free for all after that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Getting, uh whoever you get at the best, the best value at each pick. So exactly. Best available at that point. Hopefully I can uh, sneak some picks in with uh, some sleepers later on that people might not be thinking about mm-hmm. and uh, cause some ruckus in the draft. So exactly. We'll, We'll see how it plays out. Who 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 are you uh, looking to eye at your spot? What's that? Who are you looking to eye at your spot? At, at number three. Yeah. You know, I think it, it depends on. I'm guessing. I'm guessing Tom uh, is going to go uh, running back, and and Evan loves um, both McCaffrey and Taylor. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I might go Cup or or Jefferson, depending on who's there, or if one of those guys falls. You know, I don't like to have the same guys in, in both in both in two leagues. So right. I may just go. I may just go that that route and pick the other one, because I like both. I like both of them pretty pretty much equally. I would say. Oh yeah, but uh, I feel like Cup is more of a, a sure-fired uh, bet compared to uh, Jefferson, because uh, because of the quarterback in the system. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, you know, we we give Kirk Cousins a lot of crap, but uh, you know, I think Jefferson puts up the numbers. He slings it. He's he's a uh, the one nice thing about Cousins is, you know, he doesn't he doesn't uh, tend to dump it down. He basically chucks it to Thielen and Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and I think Jefferson had had the most targets last year by far. Mm-hmm. So 
They're both good receivers, too. Though. They're both good receivers. And and I think, uh, like I said, I, I don't think you go wrong either way. You know, we know the love affair that, that Stafford has for Cup. So I, I like both. And and to be honest, like nothing in fantasy football is a sure thing. Oh, yeah. It's crazy that uh, LSU had uh, Jefferson and Chase on the same team. I know. Wild. Who, who, are you, uh, who are you trying to stay away from in the draft? Um, up high, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and we've talked about this offline. I, 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 I fear going for, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, McCaffrey. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Something about him scares me. Yeah. He's definitely, uh, I don't know. I feel like he'll have a bounce back season. Him and Barkley are two that I'm, I'm wary of. And then, um, there was somebody else I was thinking about, um, Oh, Julio Jones. I'm staying away from. Yeah. Watch him have a yeah. breakout year for some reason. And I'm not sure on Henry. I'm not sure how fully recovered he is from the injury. I, I like Henry still. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He can put up a he can put up crazy numbers in you know ten games. So that's the one thing about him. Exactly. So, and then there's a, there's a few other players I'm on the fence about. So, like some of the players down there in Miami, like uh you know Tyreek Hill and yeah yeah a little nervous in Miami. Um, and a lot of people are are, are banging up on uh, Chase Edmonds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he scares me a little bit. I don't know. He just, he feels like one of those guys that has ankle injuries all the time. Yeah. I think I'm with you though. I, I think that, you know, there's been a lot of, like a lot of, uh, they're putting a lot on to his shoulder and yep. I, I'm, not, I'm not, again, you know, I'm not sure what, uh, what, what that's going to look like, but yeah, that's the thing. If, uh, he doesn't pan out, all those player stats are going to be finished, but you never know. Uh, maybe there's still Jimmy G out there. So he, he's still the out wild, there. That's the wild card. Uh, any any team could probably pull the trigger on him if they needed to. Worst case scenario, but yep. we're gonna have to wait and see how that plays out. Who's give me give me a one sleeper for, from the, from the draft that you were looking at? <laughs> uh, what what position are we talking about here? Uh, any position. I mean, at running back, I love Brees Hall from the Jets. It's not really a sleeper, I don't think. Um, yeah, he's going he's gonna, high. He's going to catch a lot of balls. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. from Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like he may be taking over for Antonio Gibson, who's who's been kind of relegated to to kickoff returns. Uh, I like uh, Damian. Thank like goodness. Talk about Damian Pierce from 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 Houston, and um, uh, who else? On in, in the wide receiver, I, I love Hunter Renfro. He's going late in the draft. I think people are sell are are going high on Amron St. Brown. I think I think that might be a a, a miss. But I, I don't know. I need these rookies like Drake London, uh, Elijah Moore from the Jets in the second year. Second year, mm-hmm. uh, Pacheco from KC. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of rookies that can kind of come in. I think and do some damage. Kind of the same boat with you. Um, some of my sleepers were uh, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins because he's uh, suspended, so mm-hmm. he might not even be on people's radar uh, early. So. You can probably definitely try to pick him up late. I'm not seeing much movement in Devontae Smith. I think he's another guy you can get late. Yep. Definitely the rookies. You know, you mentioned uh, London. Uh, then there's uh, Olave, Sky Moore from uh, the Chiefs. There's another one, Velusis Jones from the uh, Bears, because they don't really have much. I think he's like uh, on the third receiver for the slot for their team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, running back-wise, there was uh, Kenneth Walker. He's out in uh, Seattle. Yep, I think Penny's Penny's been, not been able to stay healthy, but I mean Walker's a little hurt too. He's uh, recovering from hernia, so that could be a sleeper if you can get him up late and he puts in uh, some numbers. And then uh, we mentioned Cook off air. 
the brother of uh, Dalvin Cook. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Bills like to run the ball. I mean, he, he's similar to his brother. I, I want to say he's as fast as him, but even if he's like 75% of Dalvin Cook, he's going to be putting up some numbers in that system. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think there's I think that a wide receiver. I think once you get past like the the first ten or so, I think it's pretty deep at receiver. You can get, you know, I think you can take some wild cards later later in the draft. Yeah, and then uh, for tight ends, I was looking at uh, the Giants tight end Daniel um, Berlinger. He's a rookie, and then um, there was another rookie on uh, uh, the Broncos, but he's in like he's a second. He's a he's a backup tight end, but you know. Uh, Russell Wilson likes to throw the tight end, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, if he can uh, get into the starting spot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, outside of fantasy football, I mean, we ha- we didn't have too much news in the NFL. The boy uh, Baker Mayfield's got the starting spot now. How, how are you? How, how are you feeling about that? Are you excited for the uh, the Panthers? Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people around here are. I, yeah, I mean, I think that that was the right call. I think that makes them the most. Uh, competitive um like we talked about last week their their defense is is solid um they should they should be okay in that department as long as uh you know as long as um cmc can stay healthy i think Mm -hmm. that i think that they'll be okay you know i don't i don't love baker but he's typically fairly accurate and and hopefully that surgery in the offseason he he, uh, comes out a little stronger this year but they could be you know they could be a team to mess with I'm, i'm not sure yeah, I mean the defense is there. I mean they got a, a bunch of defense, young defensive players uh, that they built on. Uh, the main thing is they they need a quarterback to uh, run that offense. But for me, it's going to be interesting to see how that offensive line plays out. Uh, there's a bunch of rumors that uh, your boy, um, what's his name, Iki? Iki Iquano. One, yeah, the uh, the type the tackle they drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a uh, terrible at blocking, man. So oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they've been saying uh, he's been struggling uh, trying to block. So, and you know, they got the first game. They got uh, I think they got the Browns the first game. So, mm-hmm. with Miles Garrett, you know, I mean, they're going to be moving Miles Garrett around definitely up up against him to see uh, you know, how things pan out. So, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I, I, you know, he's he's uh, kind of a big part of their, um, the, you know, the, the turnaround there. So, you know, I, I, they need to protect Baker and. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how it all plays out. Yep, definitely. But I mean, even if he had him at a 500 team, um, that's kind of a win for them. Mm-hmm. I give them something to build on, especially in that division with uh, the potential of Tom Brady leaving, and then mm-hmm. um, you know the other two teams, the Atlanta, which is rebuilding. The Saints, they're not really rebuilding, but they're kind of figure out their quarterback situation. So, yep. I mean, he has opportunity to uh, take over the division if, if everything plays out right. For sure. And then uh, not too much other else, uh, other news in NFL. Um, you know, my boy Tibbs is out two to four weeks, MCL sprain, but that uh, uh, low hit. I mean, it's going to be a long season for the Giants, man. I keep saying it. Um, that was a pretty shitty hit. I mean, uh, well, went and at the knee. I mean, that's that's no good. Yeah, it definitely is, man. Those are those are the, the hits you hate to see. Because mm-hmm. it's not it's not like. There's nothing you could do about like to avoid that hit, but like besides jump, but sometimes it's just too too late because uh, people go so low like that. But we definitely gonna need them back as soon as possible because uh, we gonna need to stop the run. We gonna need to get to the quarterback. Um, and our secondary is looking uh, uh, what they say in Spanish, basura, <laughs> trash, man. I mean, but you know, never. Hopefully, some some you know we get some kind of diamond in the rough on that uh, secondary. Mm-hmm. 
can kind of kind of hold because if we can't get to the quarterback and we got those guys on on the island, we're gonna get burnt up on uh on defense. Oh, for sure. Then on to the NBA. I mean, this uh, I mean before we get to this, but I mean, your boy LeBron's playing in all the he's playing in everything right now, man. He's trying to show people <laughs> he's still out here. He still got it, man. What's up with that, man? He's in the, he's playing in the pro am. He played, you know, played in the Drew League. Tried to play at the Rucker. Like, what's going on, man? He's just... I can't figure out what he's doing. Who he's trying to kind of like, you know, cater. Uh, you know, who? who what, what's he trying to do? What? What is he trying to? I mean, is he trying to get good press? Like, what's what's the deal? I don't know. Maybe, man. I think he's trying to build momentum. Um, I think he's trying to stay in shape for this to be his uh, best season. Yet, um, I mean, he's definitely been working on this game. Uh, trying a few few new things. I see. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe he's just trying to keep the Lakers relevant, man. Amongst you know all the other stuff that's going on in the, in the NBA, just because they uh, there's going to be a, a gauntlet to get out that West next year. Sure. I mean, I don't blame him, man. If he's in shape now, come come game one of the season, that's been one of the great things about LeBron. He's been one of the people to be the most healthy. Uh, throughout his career, hasn't really missed too much games besides like, maybe a few games last year, maybe the season before, uh, like the first year he went to L.A. But other than that, he's been a, a you know 82 gamer uh, majority of his, majority of his career, and he's uh, definitely coming for that uh, record. So we'll definitely yeah. knock that out in the first month or two. So and, and I know it's just it's it's you know glorified scrimmages, but like you know it's just adding more more mileage to the legs and 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 stuff. I mean it. He's obviously defied that by this point, but, you know, I, I guess I just, I don't know what his, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want him burnt out if I'm the Lakers either, right? Like, we want to contend for a championship again, and, you know, you're coming off, I, I know he didn't play as many games last year or even the last couple of years, but like you said, he, he's an 82 gamer, so you need him to be healthy. But again, to this point, he's defied all, all odds and, and, you know, signed a, a three-year contract, so... You know, I guess let him do what he's gonna do. Yeah, but that's the thing. Maybe he, uh, maybe he felt because he missed some of those games, you know, the past year and a half that he could now play some of these games. But I don't know, man. Like you said, he's defied, he's defied gravity, so to say, when it comes to injuries. So yeah, maybe you know he takes care of his body. Um, you know, spends over a million dollars a year to uh, on his body as far as like training. Um, watches what he eats. Just a physical specimen. So to say, like, you know, you know, sometimes when you see like the in the NFL draft, you know, they'll get the stats, you know, six, five runs a four, three, and he's a defensive end and like two seventy, something crazy. Like yeah. he's one of those people that the, the specimen, you know, the uh, matches the production. Um, we're going to have to wait and see how things play out for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's true. I guess you just got to get to the season and hope he can stay healthy. And then, um, I mean, I, I I don't really want to get to this, man. But your boy Kevin Durant, man, he he requests a trade, man. He he, he requests a trade, then he, he can't get a trade partner. Then he doubles down on the trade, saying he wants to be traded, or you know either trade me or fire the coach or the uh or the um the and the GM. Then turns around and makes up, and now they're now they're gonna piece it up and run, try to run it back, man. What's up? What's up with this guy, man? You know I. I think ultimately what it boiled down to was Detroit, I mean, not Detroit, uh, Brooklyn realized that, that they weren't going to get what they wanted for him. And they went back and groveled to him and said, Hey, look, like, what can we do to make you happy? Cause we need you here. We're obviously, uh, we're not going to get what we want for you. 
we value you, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, like I said, just kind of went back and, and bowed down to him. So I, I, I don't, you know, I, I think that was their only move. You know, they didn't want to take picks and obviously no one's given up, no one's given up, you know, players that are currently good for them. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, and the only teams I think, like we talked about before, the only teams we're going to go after them were teams that needed to add maybe one more piece to get to, to a championship. Like again, like the Memphises, the, the, uh, the Phoenixes that have popped up over the lot, you know, the course of this, but the, the demand from Brooklyn was just too high. And, um, so they had to go back to them and hopefully they can, uh, you know, mend things and it looks like Kyrie's going to stay too. So they're just going to run it back in Brooklyn and hope Ben Simmons can solve their, all their problems. Yeah. That's going to be the, uh, one of the X factors. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised that uh they tried to get um Bain and uh and Jackson from uh Memphis with the picks for um Kevin Durant. So yeah, I just I don't I don't know if they know what they're doing. So um I think that I think they were just they were they were a little in over their heads. I would say. Yep. I mean they're gonna be stuck with them. I mean if it's gonna if it's gonna be a shit show, I'm definitely gonna be watching. Uh, oh if yeah. It's, if it's not, then I'm still probably going to st- still be watching just to see what they do with all that uh, potential in the team. For sure. Um, especially when Ben Simmons comes back. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see if he starts the season off playing or, uh, you know, he kind of eases his way in from the, from the injury. It's just feel like he's been injured forever. So, yeah, all, all that money he's getting paid, he needs to put in some work. So, mm-hmm. outside of that, I mean... I mean, we got the we got uh so the Donovan Mitchell situation looks like they're uh talking back with the Jazz. You know, the Knicks offered uh Fournier and uh, our your boy Obi Toppin and five picks, and then uh the Jazz turn around and try to ask for seven. <laughs> and tell your boy Danny H to chill out, man. What's going on? He's got no chill. You should know that by now. Yeah, he over here swindling. He's a he's a if there's a tender swindler of uh, NBA trades, that's him, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, almost like amusing at this point at, at what he uh, what he asked for in, in these trades. Yeah, man. Like, come on, seven, Danny, man. Seven picks though. Like, come, come on. Like that's and I, I I get it. Like if if you're if you're improving your team, the back end of the draft may not be that that great. Blah blah blah. You know, I know what he's going after, but holy cow! Like that's a lot of picks, man. Seven that's picks. That's picks. a lot. Because I feel like even. Based off what we see OKC do, do, and they got all them picks, I feel like they realize, like, hey, these are too many picks. We got to start trading some of these away. So, yeah, exactly. But I mean, hopefully, the, you know, the Knicks can get it done without uh, doing an uh, overhaul as far as, uh, you know, their roster or, you know, their future to uh, get Donovan Mitchell. I mean, if not, then, uh, you know, we're just going to have to play it, play it by ear with what we got. Hopefully, we can sneak into the playoffs, but we still need a lot of help. Mm. Then on to the MLB, not too much to cover. Pretty much the same thing. Yankees are struggling. Yeah, still struggling. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did we did beat the Mets the other day, four to two. Um, your boy Judge hit another home run. Um, he's at forty seven with uh, thirty nine games left. So I mean, he's he's on pace to get to sixty two. Really interesting to see if uh, he can get there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think that he's. Uh... He's still, he's still, still raking. He's still, you know, I mean, he's, the team is struggling. He's still hitting the ball. They're hanging in there. I mean, luckily they built themselves a huge lead uh, in the division. Um, but yeah, they they need to start turning around now. I think that the panic button is about to be uh, it's about to be really uh, come out here. So it's time to get going. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can turn around, man. Like we mentioned before, man. You got to go in the playoffs with some momentum. Um, can't be going there high and, you know, uh, you know, dry 
willy-nilly in there because uh, you're going to get smoked out that first round if that's the case. Yep. And then on the other side, I mean, the Dodgers still killing shit. Best team in baseball right now. Not too much changing on, on the other side. I'm just looking forward to uh, September when we get into these playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's still, you know, and I was talking about this with, with uh, someone else the other day that it's it's still amazing what the Dodgers are doing. I mean, I know that they got the the big uh, um, big payroll, but with their pitching staff, you know, it's just been kind of you know um, they're pulling up guys from AAA, and those guys are, are you know pitching well for them. Other than like Mookie, you know, they haven't been hitting that great. Uh, Taylor, mm-hmm. I think Taylor's been okay, and and Turner obviously, but it's just like. It's almost like they're they're piecing it together for a team with that roster, but it's just so deep. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, man. I mean, they're uh, I mean, you want to put it into words. I mean, they're a better version of the Astros as far as how they're forming things. Um, and always being in the mix, one of the top teams in baseball seems like forever now. Um, feels like they're kind of on that uh, Yankees '90s run. Just just haven't really won that many um, World Series compared to the Yankees, but. They've always been up in that up in that uh, World Series or close to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to uh, the organization. They've been doing their thing. Yeah. Ever since, yeah. Ever since Magic got there, actually, it seems like. Uh, well, Magic and, and Friedman from from uh, Tampa, uh, Tampa. Tampa. Yep. Yep. I mean, they've been doing great over there. So. I mean, it's just yeah, it's wild, and and you know, I think on the other side in the East, I think the the the, the Mets and the and the Braves both playing well. So. It's gonna be uh uh it's gonna be tough. I think that NL is just gonna be tough to get out of. Yep. And you still have, I mean, I mean can, you, can you believe what Albert Pujols is still doing over there? Like almost forty three years old. Yeah, he's like uh I want to say he's like LeBron, but like if you had to compare a, a long lasting player that's always playing, he's one of them. Uh, it doesn't seem like. I mean, he looked the same his whole career. Doesn't seem like he's gonna retire. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't you can tell his production went down as far as like you know home runs, hits, and so forth. But I mean, he's been able to stay consistent. So yeah, it, it's it's you know I think if you look at his splits too, left versus right, it's you know he's he's mashing lefty pitching right now. Yep. I mean, he's he's like a I don't know, I don't know how to put it like a uh, not like a PJ Tucker, but. You know, yeah. one of those one of those players that anybody could use um, doesn't hurt you, hurt you know hurt your team at all. No, for sure. Then it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so we got a, uh, a turkey meatball with homemade brown gravy okay. over over a uh, orzo. Uh, so homemade homemade turkey meatball. So again, this is on, on the healthy side, but turkey, uh, ground turkey, breadcrumbs, eggs, a uh, little Worcestershire, salt, pepper, fresh parsley, onion, and I think that's it. Mix that, mix that all up together. Form your, form your meatballs. And I, uh, for these ones, because we're trying to keep them, a little, like I said, a little on the healthier side, uh, just put them on a, a baking sheet and sprayed them with a little uh, cooking spray and threw them in the oven for about 20 minutes. While that was going on, uh, minced up some onion, garlic, and mushroom. Uh, put that in a pan with a little bit of olive oil 
and then poured in some wheat flour uh, to make like a oh judge just hit another home run to make like a, a little bit of a, a roux uh stirred that up cooked that for about uh, two minutes and then started to whisk in the chicken stock got some fat-free chicken stock put that in there and then threw some rosemary and parsley in that sauce salt and pepper and and you know kind of let that settle down it doesn't it's not a thick gravy but it gives you some flavor and then you know once the meatballs are done i put those in the pan with the sauce let those kind of mix together mix together for about five minutes and okay. then just big scoop of that over top the orzo throw a little parmesan cheese on top and uh you know you got yourself a nice little meal oh nice oh you can't go wrong with meatballs man i mean no. it's like a it's I, you like know it's cool. funny when I was a kid, I used to just like not like them, and I, and I don't know why. Like, there's such an you know, it's a ball of ground beef, and you can do anything with it. You can put gravy on it, you can put sauce on it, you can put cheese on it, you can put it in a sandwich. You can eat it alone. You can eat it with pasta. You can eat it with rice. Like, it's just so versatile. And if, like you said, if you want to be healthy, you can go chicken meatballs or turkey meatballs, and you know, there's an, enough things that you can put in there to keep them moist um, mm-hmm. and keep them flavorful. That that you know, it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, just so much you can uh, eat them with spaghetti. You can put them on, uh, eat them with mashed potatoes. Uh, like you mentioned, a sandwich. Uh, it's just so many options. You can eat them by themselves. Throw some cheese yeah. on there. I mean, exactly. Piece of bread. It's just, just so many options. And then, uh, well, what'd you guys uh, drink that down with? All right. So we got a. Like I said last week, we're gonna be uh, sampling the. Uh, sampling the the local beer so this is uh from noda brewing company so noda is a part are uh it's kind of like the hipster section of charlotte i would say a lot of nice restaurants got some breweries i believe it's on the uh northeast side of the city but they they got a brewing company right there there's there's quite a few actually but but noda it is yeah just just northeast of the city noda's name of this one and i got their radio haze ipa Okay. Um, so this is a, uh, I believe it was like 6.2%. Um, it's not really a, it's not really a, like an East coast IPA. Um, it's, it's, it's not as hazy. Uh, it had some haze to it. It's uh, but it's got, uh, citra hops in it, mosaic hops, you know, and then some, which is different, some Centennial and Chinook hops, which are more West coast style hops. So it's got like a, it's got like a nice little mix in it. Um, so it does that, you know, the citra uh, brings a little bit of fruit flavor, but you also have that kind of piney, a little bit of that piney taste from the Centennial hop. Um, thought it was really good. It was smooth. You know, had two of them pretty pretty quickly. I, they they uh, they went down pretty smooth there. But overall, I thought it was it was a really good beer. I'd probably throw it at like a seven point seven. Oh, that's solid. That's almost a name. Yeah, I think it's something you, you can just. You, it's not bad to have in your fridge. Uh, like I said, at six percent, it's not going to knock you out. Um, and it was only, I believe it was only 10 bucks for a four pack, which was nice. Oh yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's great. Cause most beers are for a four pack. I mean, I know you're, you're almost like with a four pack of the 16 ounces, 14 like, to 18 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're definitely cutting out the cost and you're getting a uh, solid beer. I mean, that's, that goes a long way. Yeah. Was it, was that the number one choice to, uh, as far as tasting? That that was the one I I grabbed for this for this one yeah had some other ones but this was the one I felt like was the best to to review. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh what you find uh next week. Yeah, we got some more coming. And then uh that's JD's bites and brew everybody. And then uh not too much for the BRRs. I mean 
it's pretty much the same show still going through. Um, did I talk about C for me? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so it's like a horror movie. Well, not like thriller. Pretty much about a blind girl that's staying in the house and uh, the house she's staying at gets robbed. And then, you know, some stuff happens and she's, you know, pretty much like fighting for her life. Meanwhile, she's blind. So, but the ending takes like a weird turn. Not really weird, but mm-hmm. kind of un- kind of unexpected. But it's definitely one of those movies that it's entertaining to watch. So you can definitely check it out. You know, if you if you like thrillers and stuff like that, you can definitely check it out. Pop it on. Be entertained for the night. It's a short movie, not too long. But, you know, you put that on your list for uh, come October. Okay. Uh, for you something to, for something to watch for uh to be in like the Halloween mode, even though it's not like a horror horror, it's like a thriller. Uh, yep. I love watching those movies during uh, October for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, so do I. And then uh, I mean, we had the we had our show, man. New show start, yeah. House of Dragons. It's the prequel to Game of Thrones. You know, people, a lot of people's going crazy for it. So a lot of people's hating on it, man. How'd you feel about it? I I thought it was a great start. I mean, I think a lot of people. A lot of people had a bad taste in their mouth from how, uh, you know, Game of Thrones ended season eight, obviously. But I thought that they did a good job of, you know, kind of tying in, you know, certain aspects of Game of Thrones, obviously, you know, going right to King's Landing, you know, having kind of the same setup with the Iron Throne, you know, the Hand of the King, you know, that, that kind of that same council, King's Council. Obviously, you know, the, the Tar- Targaryen Baratheon names are, are, are there. And, and, you know, even at, at the uh, at the end there, when they're approving the the uh, the heir to the throne or heiress to the throne, having, you know, the Starks and, and all the, the, the families from from the other um, the other seven regions of Westeros. Um, I thought it was it was it was really good. It was really well done. Oh, yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, most of the hate seemed like uh, people were comparing it to Game of Thrones. But you can't compare the first, even though it's a prequel, no. right? You can't you can't compare the whole what the whole season is going to be like to a whole series of Game of Thrones, right? Um, yeah. So I thought people kind of were jumping the gun on that. And then I guess people, like you said, the bad taste of Game of Thrones makes people kind of hesitant to watch this. So. But definitely, you definitely want to give it a try. Like you mentioned before, they did a great job in the first episode setting setting up what I call the players, the pieces mm-hmm. on the on the chessboard, right? Sure. So they they give you like kind of some background of like who's who, right? So you can relate that to the future Game of Thrones, like which families were which, who's going to be what what potential people will be the villains, and then as far as like the demise of the you know Targaryens. You know, then they gave us the they gave us the dragon in the beginning just to get it out the way. I felt like, yeah, um, yeah. you know, there people a, like there, there was an interesting comment in there about the dragons and how you know the Targaryens were were a you know special family because they could harness the the dragons and and basically the the king there was like we just got lucky that that yeah. they, they, they they don't mind us but mm-hmm. they could they could turn on us in a heartbeat right yeah so I mean I thought that was interesting uh, and the dragons were a lot smaller. And uh, it seems like, uh, you know, I did some research. They were saying the dragons are a lot smaller because of the they're like tamed compared to when uh, Daenerys got hers. They were like in the wild, like, oh, gotcha. eating, yep. like eating more and stuff like these were like, you know, kind of on a diet as far as like, you know, when they can eat, what they can eat, et cetera. So they gave us a different type of dragon in the beginning, which is kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing all the different types. Well, two types. They showed the, they showed the one in the beginning and the one. um the crazy brother was messing with. 
Oh yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's in, he's insane. Pretty funny. Yeah. And then, uh, it's weird though. He's insane, but he, he also like, I, I think he does like care about the family. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like even, even when he was like, he was talking to uh what's her face. I can't remember her name now. Rowena or Romina. Oh, the girl. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, like when the, you know, her mom and her little brother were, were there. He's like, Hey, look, you got to step up. Your dad can't do this right now. Yep. So I, th- I think he does, he does care for the family, but I think again, he, he feels slighted just in the whole process of not, you know, being the heir. And he just like assumed that, Hey, look, you know, I, I get my, my, my time here now because, you know, he's not going to have the son, his wife's dead. The son that he had is dead. And then I think he got a little kind of, I would say overzealous, uh, and bypassing, uh, his daughter. Yeah. So, but he definitely he, looks like he has a little crazy in him. Yeah, it definitely does. I, I, I figured he, he's going to be more like, uh, uh, the queen's brother. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jamie. Oh Yeah. But Jamie, um, Jamie never really wanted to rule anything. Yeah, he didn't. That's the only difference. He was more of a he wanted to kind of keep keep the family on top, but he didn't want to be in control. Yeah, but he seems like the the combination of Jamie and the sister, like the sure, yeah, the the like you know night side, and then wanted to uh, for the family to be the you know the greatest mm-hmm. um, as far as rulers. And then we got to see uh, I forget the other guy that was cutting people's uh, junk off and. That they mentioned the guy in the mask, Randy. like his, it might have been. He had like a he had like a gold mask, like uh, not mask, but like a helmet on. And mm-hmm. he looked back. He was like part of the people that were like uh, uh, burning people and like cutting them up. Part of the night, the night watch. No, it was like another group they mentioned. They showed it was like they showed him quick. They didn't really like yeah. um, show him for show him, show him for too long. Uh, I like the fact that they did mention the night's watch. King explained to the daughter that. You know, the legend is that, you know, if there's not a, you know, Targaryen in house, then the, the White Walker is going to take over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you kind of get that forecast. But I'm also interested to see if they ever show because you remember how they showed how the Night King becomes the Night King. If yeah. they ever if they, if, they ever, if they ever show that, like because he was a human at first, supposedly, mm-hmm. um, if they ever show that in this show as like he becomes who he becomes. Right. Right. I don't know. I guess we'll have to we'll have to find out, but yeah, I, I think that they got they got a lot of room to to work with here. You know, like we said, they got 190 years between basically when Game of Thrones started and and uh, and where they are in time right now. So they can they can do a lot. I think. Yeah, definitely. I said they have the potential uh, to be better in Game of Thrones just because they know what works for Game of Thrones, what didn't. They get the dragons so so much earlier compared to Game of Thrones. Well, we didn't get the dragons to what like. Uh, season five or six. Um, yeah, it, was, it was late. So, I mean, and then, I mean, we get the White Walkers much earlier. So it's, they got a lot of stuff to play with. So um, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how, if they can um, juggle it all uh, to keep to, to keep the show uh, as, as great as possible. Yep. And then uh, outside of that, I'm trying to think what else. There wasn't really anything else I started. If you're looking for some reality trash TV uh, love after lockup is back. I mean, this show get doesn't get any better, man. <laughs> it's about people that are are dating inmates, um, and then you know it kind of follows the story as the person um, gets out of jail and is you know dating the other person that you know that fell in love with or they like. So some of some of the relationships are total chaos. 
Some of them are some of them are some decent stories. You know, some people turn their lives around, but the majority of them, straight shit show. A lot going on. People are fighting. Uh, is is great, man. That's awesome. I know you love you love that good trash TV. Yeah, man. You, you know, sometimes some days you just want to put something on where you gotta really think too much. You kind of feel good about yourself. You know, you know, my life is. You know, sometimes people say my life is bad, but it's not that bad. So. But it's very entertaining, you know, maybe um, the modern day version of the Jerry Springer show um, <laughs> and, you know, more realistic. Um, so it's it's just crazy what uh, some of these people are going through. Um, sometimes you just say to yourself, I, I can never do something like that. I would never date somebody. I just came out of prison and buy them a, a phone, a new iPhone, a bunch of clothes and give them like a, a, a gold watch or, you know, some some crazy stuff. Right. Like it's just it's just crazy what some of the people are falling for, so to say, or doing for some of these people. Mm-hmm. But it, you also get to see the struggle of you know in those people trying to integrate back into society. It's hard for them because you know that's all they know that lifestyle they had before they went in and the lifestyle they had when they went in. But it's just crazy how much uh, people don't realize that uh, because of what they do, you know, the, what whatever they did, you know, their consequences they have to pay for when they get out. Still, they think everything's supposed to be as normal, but um, definitely entertaining. A lot of great, show, a lot, lot of funny stuff to watch. I'm looking forward to uh, some of the fall shows that are coming back. So, yeah, definitely. And we got we got one more episode of Animal Kingdom left. I don't know if you if you watched that this season, but it's been pretty good, pretty good ending. And then you know, I talked about it on the side, but we, I just finished up on uh, on the Bear. Pretty good first season. I think they're set up for a good a good show there. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to them coming back with a bigger bigger restaurant based off of the, the the money that they found at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see if uh, if uh, Homeboy still, you know, I mean, he's got to pay him back the money, so. Yeah, that's um, the part I, I, I don't understand. I, I wonder how much they actually found. And, and you know, they, obviously they owe him like two, whatever now, 295 or, or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're just going to say, hey, look, just like hold off, right? And just, just see what happens. Not pay him back right away and just kind of work it off. Yeah, with a new restaurant, or if they're gonna yeah. have two locations going, or um, or if they, or if they just redo the whole spot into something else. So yeah, but definitely looking forward to, forward to it. For sure, has has a shameless feels to it. So yeah, um, a little bit, yeah. Just not as just not as a uh, chaotic with the uh like the father because there's no right. like guy that's like the father. Right. Call the calling CPS on your own kids. So. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I think that's it. I don't know if I got, I don't got anything else. That's all I got. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Until next time, Rich. Yeah, I'll uh, stop recording. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>